Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boys, great to have your company for Dwayne's Red Hat from Midday Madness. It's a shorter Midday Madness today, but we'll be back for Midday Madness tomorrow for Work Locker, Karen Downs, and Packenham Workwear for wherever you work. We'll sneak a call or two in if you want to jump on the open line right now. We'll get you on 1300 736 but we're heading to the cricket very shortly, and uh, it's a pretty big bit of cricket we've got coming up given it's been a pretty interesting season overall. This summer's been fantastic, and... The Shield match between Victoria has just been decided, and I think the Vicks have won. Adam White's been good enough to jump on the line and have a chat about it. Adam, great to have you on. Likewise, Dwayne, it's just great to be part of Midday Madness. We, we can keep it going for a little bit longer, can't we? Well, we did it at Adelaide because the test finished yeah, early, right. so we had, we had five hours of <laughs> Midday Madness when that test finished early, so that's we could right. do that again. Let's start with the Shield. The Vicks have won. Yeah, they have, but gee, they had to fight hard for it today. So they've beaten South Australia seven down. Um, so there were some anxious moments today. Fair credit to uh, to South Australia. They fought really hard. They bowled extremely well today on a fourth day pitch. But in the end, it was 35 not out from Campbell Callaway. And Sam Harper, a quick fire 34 from 28, ultimately got them over the line. But uh, yes, there were some nervous times and some nervous coaches and players uh, watching on in the last couple of hours. So that finished uh, around about an hour ago down at the, the Junction Oval. So what do we take out of this year's Shield season, do you think, Adam? What are we taking forward? Because we know that, I mean, what was once the entry level to the Test Arena has now been clouded a bit because we know that T20 form and 50-over form also contributes to whether you're in enough form to get in there or not. Yeah, I think that's fair because we've seen that over the last 12 months uh, particularly. Look, I think what we're seeing at the moment from Victoria, Dwayne, is a very young team getting the job done. Uh, Even if you look at this this, uh, Shield game that's just finished, you know, Fergus O'Neill taking another five-wicket haul yesterday. Um, Campbell Calloway getting them over the line with the bat today, which I think is a really good sign. You know, Todd Murphy, I mean, everyone thinks he's a bit of a veteran. He's... He's less than 22 years of age. Uh, he took three wickets yesterday. There's Mitch Perry as well. And, of course, Will Sutherland, who's playing for Australia mm. at the moment, he's the captain of Victoria, and he's only 24. So I think that's where it's an exciting time for the Victorian men's cricket team, that their, their best players are almost their young players, and a lot of them are bowlers. And in Shield cricket, Dwayne, bowlers win your matches, mm. uh, particularly with the way that the, the wickets are set up these days where they are more bowler-friendly. 
and Victoria have got sort of five, six, maybe even seven players that can make up that bowling group or in any match and be really competitive. So we did see a really good story, I thought, this week with Nick Maddinson making 100. Now, Nick Maddinson's made 16 first-class centuries and he's been a, an amazing player for Victoria since he came down from New South Wales when he didn't even have a, have a contract. But it is 14 months since he had played any first-class cricket because he had a, a knee reconstruction and, and had complications with that knee reconstruction through his rehabilitation. He lost his spot in the, the Melbourne Renegades team when he came back maybe a little bit early um, when he was captain. But in his first Red Bull innings, to, to be able to score 100 when everyone else struggled on that pitch at Junction Oval just shows what a talented player he, he is and clearly was the, was the difference when you look at the two teams over the four days. Yeah, so... I mean, it's exciting times for Australian cricket. But then again, New Zealand are pretty good too. So, I mean, it could hit a brick wall this whole summer. We've just lost a test to the West Indies. We wouldn't want to go out of this summer by losing to New Zealand. That would probably put a big dampener on what's been a a pretty good couple of months. Look, absolutely. And I I think, you know, particularly with not just what happened in Brisbane, but I think if you look at the entire summer, Australia was not nearly near their best through that test series against Pakistan and then again against the West Indies. And, you know, they will tell you privately that they're all a bit tired and jaded after mm. what was a, a very long year with a World Cup and Ashes and an Indian series and the World Test Championship as well. But the reality is Australia should have played a lot better against Pakistan and the West Indies. So going over to play in New Zealand conditions where they will set up the conditions to really test our batting lineup, which has been poor as a collective over the summer, uh, the pressure's on Australia in that series. It's going to be fascinating to see how they respond after that disappointment in Brisbane. And today's one day in Canberra. How's the weather looking? Uh, how's the lineup looking? Well, I'll tell you what, the weather is looking significantly better than what was promised right. by the Bureau. The Bureau <laughs> at the moment is out of form. They need to be dropped. <laughs> there was meant to be 45 to 70 mils of rain in Canberra today, and they've right. hardly got a drop. So as it stands at the moment, we will get underway on time. So it's a 2.30 start. I know we're on air from around about 5 to 2 with a toss at 2 o'clock. There is a change with Matt Short uh, with his hamstring issue. So unfortunately, he will miss the game. So Ben McDermott comes into the team. So we'll get another look at Fraser McGurk at the top as well. Um, And then we just still have to wait to see what the bowling lineup will be um, at the toss of the coin. So obviously, Australia are looking to the future a little bit with this squad. So it's a bit of a mix of, um, you know, some of the stars like Smith and Labuschagne. Um, and then and then to have a look at, say, Hazelwood, uh, sorry, um, looking at Inglis at the top and then obviously Fraser McGurk at the top as well. But someone like Amanis Labuschagne, Dwayne, this is his opportunity to get mm. a little bit of form going into that New Zealand series because he's not going to get too many opportunities between now and that first test in New Zealand against, you know, reasonable opposition to, to get a score on the board. And yet a new ball's a new ball. So, you, I mean, the, the reshuffling of the batting order, Steve Smith, Manus Labuschagne, Cam Green, um, and now Fraser McGurk to open. So, I mean, they could have just stuck with what they've got in preparation for the test, the Aussie selectors, but they've decided that, no, no, that's not what we do. We do 50 over uh, batting order as opposed to what's best for um, Steve Smith, maybe, to see the new ball on open or what Manus Labuschagne would like. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I know there has been some criticism that Australia aren't playing their best team at the moment. But in a way, I think they, they kind of are. They're, they're resting a couple of players, obviously Cummins and, and Stark. But I think they're quite open-minded about what the batting lineup will look like. So obviously it's still four years until there's a World Cup, but it's only two years until a Champions Trophy. And we don't play nearly as much one-day international cricket 
as we once did. So our best team will be there for the T20s, which is uh, later this week. And then there's some games being played in New Zealand as well. So that's when, you know, the Maxwells come back, Cummins, etc. But I still think that they're, you know, while they're experimenting a little bit, I think this is a bit of a snapshot to, to the futures, what an Australian one-day team might look like, you know, into the near future. Yeah, I had Jason Holder on the program yesterday, actually, and he, he explained why he's playing T20s and didn't play in the Test Series. And how are we going to go in the Test? Well, I should be asking you about this afternoon, firstly, yeah. but how are we going to go this afternoon and how are we going in the T20s against the West Indies? Well, I think the T20s are going to be a much bigger test for Australia because the West Indies are playing their best possible side. So Holder, I mean, Holder should be in their Test team, uh, but he wants to focus more on T20 cricket. But uh, the likes of Andre Russell... Um, and also Nicholas Peran come back in. So players that we, we know as cricket fans, you know, they've played in the BBL. Um, they've played for the West Indies for a long time. So a lot more firepower in the batting. Um, the bowling's still a little bit hit and miss. But I think where we've seen in these two one days with the West Indies, I think they've competed pretty well with the ball, particularly in Sydney, but they just can't score enough runs because they just don't have enough experienced players there. So I think that's why Australia will ultimately prevail today. Um, and be too good in the 50-over cricket. But when we get to the T20s, I think it might be a, a little bit different. West Indies clearly are better at T20 cricket than any other form. And I still think at the moment, it, while Australia were the T20 world champions from a couple of years ago, I, I'm still, I still think that's probably ranked third on their list of, of what they're best at. Mm. So how much would it be a knock to our summer if we lost the T20s? No one's really getting all that carried away about the one-day internationals, but they get... Well, Australian fans tend to carry on more if we lose. Yeah, that's so if right. we win, no one cares. Hey, it's just another win. But if You're we right. lose, all of a sudden, everyone would have watched it. And that's the nature of playing a, a team like the West Indies, isn't it? I mean, there's just the expectation that we'll win. So if if we lose, well, that's that's the worst thing in the world. And I think in, in T20 cricket, anything is possible. So it's much more likely for there to be an upset in a T20 game compared to a test match, which made what happened in Brisbane just so miraculous. But I think where this is important, Dwayne, for Australia is these T20 matches against the Windies and then, as I said, going across to, the, to New Zealand, they're all prime for this this T20 World Cup in the West Indies and, and uh, America in the middle part of the year. So, you know, for players particularly, they are trying to lock in spots now. So these these games are very serious for them. So if we were to lose this series, clearly it's not the end of the world, you know, from, I think from a, a general perspective, but for the players, if they were to fail in these tournaments now, these little mini tournaments, you know, it might cost them their spot in the World Cup team. Adam, great to have a chat to you. Always good to be able to pick your brain, talk some cricket and get you on for Midday Madness. So thanks for having a bit of Midday Madness with me. Uh, fantastic. Absolute honour, Dwayne. Good luck for the rest of the show. Adam White, who's going to be calling the game from Canberra in about uh, seven or eight minutes' time when we wrap it all up. Uh, Jason Holder was on the program yesterday. It's there on the podcast. The, t the show is always on the podcast. You can either download the bits and pieces, the little chats that we have, like our chat with Dean Vickerman, which uh, we just had, the Melbourne United coach, or you can download the whole show. Had Jason Holder on the program yesterday, and I like the fact that he called me man. He was pretty good, but uh, here's a bit of Jason Holder on the way to the break. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I pretty much like it, man. It's a really nice product, man. Yeah, I love golf, man. Yeah, I enjoy it heaps, man. Not playing to it, though, man. And I'm feeling really good about, about myself because no one's called me man for quite a while, so I enjoyed that <laughs> as well. Thanks, to, thanks for coming in.